0: to our second minisode of the Sheffield Vulcans podcast. On behalf of the team, I'd like to say a massive thank you to everyone who's taken time to listen to Friday's episode Now, considering the fact it's coming to the end of the Easter Bank holiday, we wanted to treat you all with another special episode. Now, before I hand you over to Charlie PM to hear all about the boys talk about the XV of this year's Guinness Six Nations Tournament, I want to make a short announcement. There will not be a new episode this Friday. I know you're all disappointed, but we wanted to give you all the time to catch up on previous episodes first. We've got some fantastic episodes coming your way, so make sure you're following us on your preferred podcast platform to ensure you are the first to know when a new episode drops. Now that we've done some housekeeping, I think it's time to hand you over to our very own Charlie PM.
1: Hello, and welcome back to our second mini episode here on the Sheffield Vulcans podcast, also now lovingly known as the Raging Bonus Round following our episode a few weeks ago where we sat down with glenn and discussed our all-time six nations 15s we're going to do the same this week but specifically with the 2021 tournament 15 of the year so to speak so just like we did last time we'll start with the front rows and probably head through it a little bit more quickly so lads i am going to ask now for your three front rowers loose head tight head and hooker who have you gone with this year I've got Win Jones, modern prop, tackles, scrums, turnovers, he has them all. Yeah, fantastic, Charlie.
2: Yeah, Win Jones, fantastic over the ball and in the loose.
1: Yeah, superb. I, I was very, I was torn between him and Cyril By, but I've gone with Wyn Jones as well. So I think that that's uh, we'll go uh, a good one there. Okay, uh, Tighthead, who have you gone with, Nathan? Yes. He only played, <laughs> he only played three games, but Tag Furlong is the best player in the world in that position and he showed it in those games that he played. Yeah, superb, Charlie. Yeah, Ty Furlong.
2: I mean, even if it's just for that step.
1: Yeah, I, I have also gone for Furlong, I think a resounding consensus
2: there. Shows oh, the
3: incredible ability of someone to play three games out of five and still be the best player a, and not just because I love him and not because he plays for Ireland, but like that just shows that he's he's just <laughs> Yeah,
1: just- yeah. I think that England do look a lot better with Sinclair in the team as well, but it's a different ball game at the moment, different levels. Okay, yeah. in Hooker Puc- Charlie, who you gone for?
2: I've gone Ken Owens. I've gone for the Sheriff, I think. We've been Fantastic. so much better with him in
1: the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah good player. Nathan? Uh, yeah, I'm sticking with the five-star Sheriff. It's uh, Ken Owens for me as well. mm-hmm. I have gone with Julian Marchand, though I thought one of the real yeah. shining lights of the yeah. French yeah. team. Fantastic player. Okay, yeah, moving on to the engine room now. Your four and five, please. Nathan, who have you gone for in your engine room this time round?
3: Uh, I've gone for, for Alwyn Jones and I've gone for Tyburn. I'm putting him in second yeah.
1: row to allow me to pick different back row players. Yeah, I've done exactly the same thing. What about you, Charlie?
2: Yeah, it's exactly the same. You can't argue with the most cat man in international rugby. <laughs> I wouldn't
1: want
3: to argue well, you, with... you. The... Yeah, no,
1: I was about to say, you can, it just might not end that well <laughs> unless, for you. Unless you Jake Ball. <laughs> 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 it really yeah, too. it was Jake Ball. <laughs> mm, yeah, big Aussie. Okay, fantastic. Uh, moving on then to the back row, we'll start off with our blindside flanker. I've okay. gone with Olivon. I've put him at six. To, because I feel like in the French team they just play left and right anyway so it's not really too much difference with the, the blind and open. I think that not in terms of playing style but in terms of what he brings to the team I think he's a bit of a spiritual successor to Terry to, to Dussertois. The way that he drives that team on even when France they lose or they have not their best game I think that he's always one of their real standout performers and driving the team I, I think he's had a fantastic tournament and on my open side tough call but I've put Hamish Watson just over Justin Tipperick what about you, Nathan?
3: Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, there's definitely a pattern emerging. Yeah, I've gone uh, gone Olive on at six, and I've gone Mish the Mish at seven. Yeah. It's really, really tight. It is really tight because I think that, honestly, I think it's a different conversation when you're talking about the Lions, but based on this Six Nations, it's yeah, absolutely, Charlie.
2: Slightly strange. I've gone for Hamish Watson and Tippirk because I think that you know Hamish Watson is statistically the best flanker in the world, and for me, you can't has been said that Tipperick's the best footballer in the Welsh side, and if not one of the best best footballers on the world stage. Mm-hmm. So you can't not have that man on your side.
1: Yeah, he's, a, he's world-class. One well, of the things with the Lions, though, is that, I, do you feel like he might have done something to Warren Gatlin's family for how little he was picked, you know, relatively, over his time in the Welsh team, which it could be a hindrance to it? And then at number eight, go back to you, Charlie, who have you put in there? I've, I've got three guesses.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Are they all Tulupe Falatau.
1: Yeah, I, they, they think, I mean, I'm, I'm, ge- I'm guessing that's what you've gone for as well, Nathan. I don't think there's any doubt yeah, there. use it,
3: your second guess on me, it's, it's, it's Talubi Falatao, who is, yeah. is possibly
1: my player in the tournament, but I haven't made my mind yet. Well, I will in the next five minutes. He's mine. He's mine. Yeah, fantastic. We'll move on to the half-backs then to nine and ten. You know, I'll come to Nathan's nine first.
3: Yeah, I've, I've gone for Tupont. It's a strange thing that there's... Ali Price came close for me. Um, I thought he had a very, very strong tournament. Uh, I think the what was it 12 or 13 scrum halves that Wales had to use had a decent close at it by the end of it uh, and Connor Murray had one very very good game and ben young's is average so I think it kind of it's hard to it's 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 not actually a really strong time for nines at the minute but the but the best nine is also possibly the best player in the world so it kind of
2: I, I, I,
1: I, th- I think I think he is I think he is what about you Charlie
2: I think you know Nathan alluded to it I think if we'd been able to play one nine throughout if we'd been able to play Thomas Williams throughout he'd be my nine of the tournament but I think just just to get away from DuPont I'll, I'll pick Stephen Varney I think he's better than most home <laughs> nations from us so I think he's a fantastic talent and it's amazing I'm
1: glad you said that I'm tonight. glad you said that because I was going to shout out for him if no one had said him because I think he's a fantastic player a again
3: you and yourself internationally as well stepping DuPont
1: <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely um again i'm gonna go you mentioned him nathan i'm gonna go with ali price i thought he was consistently probably scotland's best player of the tournament after watson obviously russell had his his moments but he also sort of did the Finn russell thing of having a couple of off moments as well so i think that consistently after watson it was ali price was there, mm-hmm. player of the tournament and then i'll come back to nathan for your fly half i really struggled with
3: this actually because um again i don't think any 10 had a superb tournament i've gone for jellybear yeah I think it makes more sense if you had told me at the beginning of the year that I would be thinking that I would I would even be considering Dan Bigger in that conversation I would have laughed because I do really rate Dan Bigger but he's not had a he's not been on form but I thought he was very very strong in the games when when, when he played well Wales played well and he had a, he was switched on for that controversial try against England but it, it's Jalibert, you know the guy who's coming in as second choice and that's always tough that's always when you're when you're the bridesmaid coming in only because the bride's injured which would be a strange way to do weddings, but
1: that's beside the point. Revolution. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah fantastic. What about you, Charlie?
2: I think, you know, Nathan, he said bigger, and uh, I'm the same. If you'd have told me at the start of the tournament that he had, had a great tournament, I would have probably cried. But I think also, I think Callum Sheedy deserves a decent shout because he, he came on at the 53rd minute pretty much in every game. In difficult situations and yeah. managed to prove that he, he's capable and that there is someone actually pushing bigger and i think that drove a lot of bigger's decent yeah. games was the Definitely. fact that he that's you. a there's really there's a young lad coming thing. on yeah. who's you know good. what
1: and that, and that yeah go on. that for me is actually why i didn't choose either of him i think is if there had been 110 sort of driving it the whole way through because it was the, the duality of them um but yeah that's me really why i didn't go for it on that one sorry nathan you were saying something there no, it was just, it's not really, it's not massively relevant, but it, it, I, we saw, we've seen a lot this year
3: of the tried and tested player getting a candle under their arse. Um, mm. You know, mm. you look at the players who've come in, Farrell and Ford, as we've mentioned, Sheedy and Bigger, to an extent the Irish halfback situation, both nine and ten, elevating the players who would normally be picked ahead of them. Which I think it's really interesting because it shows that you wouldn't
1: think it in elite sport, but complacency clearly, clearly becomes an issue. Anyway. Fantastic, and my tennis tournament is without a doubt i'm Farrell. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> it's uh, I, I've gone with Paolo bc just partly for the sake of variety, but also because I think that it's like with Varney, isn't it? You know, Italy I'm are bad, so but the, he's, he's such a good player. And I think that that whoever I was going to pick otherwise, they would it would have been a case of they had a good two or three games as opposed to a good tournament and while Italy were bad I thought Garbisi had a good tournament which is why I have picked him what a talent and they could really springboard off that okay move now into the the hard workers of the midfield the centres and I've got a a centre partnership that I don't think I could have dreamed in a million years would be my partnership at the beginning of the tournament so I'm interested to see what other of us have gone for on this occasion Charlie who are your centres?
2: I think if... So I, I picked Ringrose and Bakatawa because I think mm-hmm. um, fantastic players. But I think if Johnny Williams had had the opportunity to play throughout, I'd, for me, you'd be looking at him playing in the centres.
1: What, what country does he play for again? I can't remember.
2: <laughs> fantastic stand-up player with a fantastic backstory. I think it's, it's yeah, amazing yeah, it's what good. he's achieved.
1: Great right, player. Yeah, um, yeah Nate.
3: Um, I've gone... Ring Rose was close, but I think being injured has, has he, he missed out. I've gone, actually, I've gone Gal Fiku, I've gone Robbie Henshaw, just based on form, based on performance. Henshaw was, Henshaw was defensively so strong. Fiku, we know, defensively so strong. Yeah, both played, yeah. Both, yeah. seven or eight out of ten throughout the tournament. And that's what, that's what, yes, what you need for him was.
1: Yeah, I've also gone for Robbie Henshaw. I've gone for George North in the 13 jersey, which I never thought he would be able to play. But yeah, proving the doubt was wrong. Proving the doubt was wrong. Okay. I think with um, um,
2: Jonathan Davies on his inside shoulder helps massively.
1: Definitely, definitely. Which wow. I remember I said this a couple of weeks ago on the pod. Actually, that naturally, I know that the whole 12-13 thing is a little bit less. Of a thing, and it and you can play how you want to essentially with in terms of where you stand in the receiver channel, but naturally, I guess you'd say that North is probably more of a 12 anyway, but yeah, no, he's played fantastically in that position. We'll go on then to our wingers, our flair players of the tournament. I think I can probably guess at least one for everyone's collection, um, and the other one will probably be quite interesting. So, Nathan, who are your wingers?
3: Uh, unsurprisingly, I've gone for Lewis three Summit, um. Like it struck me as an injury crisis, therefore he plays. But no, he plays. The guy is—he's just arrived, hasn't he? Electricity. Superb. And my heart, heart, heart overhead for this one. I've gone for. um Pardon me, just a little burp there. I wasn't getting emotional. Uh, I've, gone a Keith, <laughs> I've gone for Keith. I've gone for Keith Earls on the other wing. I thought he had a superb tournament. Um, he's come back from as I've said twice already. I was about to read his, his epilogue out one week. And he scored some important tries and almost scored one of the great acrobatic finishes in the corner. If it wasn't for a slight knock on from Keane Hewley, and um, so a little bit heart overhead there. But he showed that he showed that he still has
1: it. Absolutely. Uh, who have you gone for, Charlie?
2: Uh, Rhys Summit, unsurprisingly, and Monty uani who I think was was kind of the yeah. third in a kind of really exciting set of backs for Italy and I think he's a unit he's a unit and the shot he put in I can't remember who it was against but he comes flying out the line um, perfect
1: perfect tackle wasn't it yeah
2: a perfect winger's tackle you know shot yeah. out of the line read the read the play brilliant and scored a really really great try inside five minutes against a team not playing white <laughs>
1: yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> well that, then, well,
1: that's just, so, was that the changed his mind they can have a real back line on their hands absolutely right but yeah that you that you that only tackle as well is the fact that you see his eyes literally glow up <laughs> the look on his face because he lines him up from so far it's such a hospital pass yeah perfect technique perfect tackle it's a shame he couldn't remember that technique when he tried to decapitate Stuart Hogg um, sorry I haven't even given mine yet yeah obviously Reece Hammett, and I've gone with Anthony Watson as well I think he's my only English player in the team but a, a, a shining light in the England team I played fantastically really found to perform after being in and out for of it for the last couple of years obviously injuries haven't helped him but yeah i thought he was his world-class self
3: i think it's interesting that um and i've thought this might be the case because i do think he is underrated and none of us have picked him but the top ter- the top try score of the tournament hasn't made it in and duhan van der Merven. but we named yeah i know we named this week's uh, uh proper episode proper after him so that's an accolade enough i'm sure
1: i know i know and, and, to,
3: and to be fair you know
1: it's the he obviously, could have been in anyone's team, could is he? a fantastic player, no, he's, he's, a, a, he's a beast.
3: He's, he, he's not a flair player, so oftentimes he gets looked over. And, and I've done yeah, it, yeah, for
1: so. sure. I'm not it, it, the way he's playing at the moment is quite reminiscent of when George North burst on the scene, isn't it? It's just that pace and that power, just bulldozing people and okay, scoring for fun. Yeah, anyway. it's huge. And then we will move on to our fullback position, yeah. Charlie.
2: Elliot Daly. No, I'm only kidding.
1: Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. To be fair to him, to be fair to him, he was no. the only no good no, English no. player against, no, no, no. He, no. No. against Ireland. He against Ireland, he actually played well. He's the only good English player, and it was the first time I've seen him play well in so long. But yes, no, he was. He's usually <laughs> quite bad. How dare you? No. <laughs> uh,
2: no, I've, I've. Um... I can't. I can't look past Liam Williams, to be honest. We looked slightly lost in defence. I think with with half, and he, you know, fantastic as he is, but he's just not just not Liam Williams. And I think he's one of the most exciting fullbacks in the game.
3: He is fantastic, and I do love. I do love him.
1: He's a great player. Yeah, Nathan. Who've you? Who have you gone with?
2: Um, I allowed myself to pick. Uh,
3: Don't heart,
1: say Keenan. Don't say. Well, Keenan no, no, no. That's
3: what I said. I allowed allowed Keith Earls to be my heart overhead pick. Uh, instead of someone like Van der Mervyn, but I couldn't do it twice. I thought Kieran had a great tournament and he's really arrived in an Ireland shirt. But uh, yeah, it's, it's Stuart Hogg. Um, day, like, you know, A little bit of a blip with, that, with the, the booking against France, but it didn't harm them in the end. We don't talk about yellow cards when you win the game. So his kicking uh, out of hand has been sublime in every game. And just how good he was against England and just how good he was against Wales,
1: yeah he's he, he's fantastic I also thought that his yellow card it's a blip but also it was a result it was a repeated infringement penalty wasn't it it wasn't him necessarily being stupid oh, no, I unlike it. yeah unlike some people no no no, no it's his yellow card regardless I found this one the hardest one to pick because I think that if you look at like sort of the majority of the tournament I think the bre- the best fullback was Bruce Doolan but he had some utter brain fades as well which makes it quite hard to pick so I, I'm still going to go with him just about just about but I think that it's yeah it was very close between him and Hog. yeah very good yeah superb right I think that just about wraps up this week's raging bonus round but first before we end we will first have our play of the tournament Nathan would you like to start us off yeah Talupi Falata Charlie
2: Falata first back onto the
0: scene
1: Yeah, yeah John
0: okay uh, my pick—he's being hailed as one of them again. Someone who's very dependable on the pitch. Some of him has hailed uh, him as their possible Lions captain, so that should give you a big clue who I'm going for. But for me, it's Alan Farrell. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Alan jones uh, simply because yeah. A is dependable. He is amazing on the pitch and again that that's it so Ledge. but I'm sh- pretty sure that everyone here will agree with me that he's a possible contender if not the person who is the
1: player of the- I think he's he's head and shoulders the the biggest the the one for the Lions captaincy isn't he and definitely one of the players of the tournament however I also also have to go with Tulupe Falatao I think that I to be honest, he's one of those players, because obviously, you know, the, the Welsh-English rivalry goes back generations. It's like Charlie earlier, picking your favourite favourite play from the side is sometimes difficult. But uh, he's one player that I don't know, it's just it's impossible to hate him. And I've always been a massive fan of him. He's uh, he's not got the, I guess you say, you know, the the bulldozing power of some of the modern eights, but he's one of the best, most complete back row forwards I think in the world and his influence this tournament yeah it was great to see him back after such a long injury as well undoubtedly for me a foul and I think that does wrap up this raging bonus round episode of the Sheffield Vulcans podcast, thank you so much to everyone that listened, once again if you would like to get in touch with us just come over to our Instagram or Twitter at Sheffield Vulcans pod and if you would like to find out any more about the club head over to the Sheffield Vulcans website in the meantime, it's bye from us for now and hopefully we'll see you soon,
0: bye I'd like to say a massive thank you to Charlie Winterburn and to our very own Charlie and Nathan for recording this Raging Bonus episode. Don't forget, there will not be a new episode this Friday, but we'll return very soon. Until then, this is the Sheffield Bulkans Podcast, signing off.